right. Welcome back to another episode of Degenerates Anonymous. This is the week's second pick'em pod. My name is Walker Severe. I'll be riding solo this episode. Cannon's taking the week off here. We'll wrap up the week six games real quick. We'll start off by going through another unders fest. They went 12-2-1 this weekend. And it got me thinking to why, why unders are hitting at a premium this year. And in my opinion, looking at all these coaching changes in the offseason, we have 14 new offensive coordinators um, coaching for different teams right now, along with nine new either rookie or new quarterbacks to a teams that don't necessarily match up to those offensive coordinators. So they're still trying to get used to the systems and get used to their teams and figuring out ways that their offensive players uh, fit best into their offensive play calling along with that. Um, defenses are just better than offenses right now uh, with the with the talent and the players on, on the field. Obviously, your star quarterback in Joe Burrow this year was injured and a couple other big names out there just weren't playing at their peak to start the season. But now that we're seven weeks in, I expect to see this to step up. And I'm not sure if this is ruining ratings, although Taylor Swift is in the mix of the NFL now, so she may be up in ratings nowadays. But the scoring is a problem in the NFL, and it's not as exciting for people to watch these games. We may see a change in officiating, maybe less calls on the offense for holding, uh, more calls on the defense to extend drives and put some points on the board. So just to keep an eye out for there, don't be attacking all these unders going forward. Um, they're, they're not going to be hitting at this clip much longer. They usually start to even out. It's just been an unusual week seven. But with that being said, we'll jump right into our picks. I started the week four and two. Uh, the Pats got to me. Patriots, Mac Jones taking a sack there. Um, and it's frustrating because he had this wide receiver. He hit him in stride and would have got him out of that pickle situation they were in their own side of the field where he ended up taking the safety and instead of losing by two points which would have covered he lost by four so blew the cover there um, and ruining my five in one week but 26 and 10 on the season I can't really complain 72 percent on all my picks I've been given out so far through the pick six Cannon had a solid week going five and one he's now 24 11 and one 67 percent on the season um, went ahead and cashed my teaser, took the Texans and the Rams to cover, teased them, teased them both up in this situation. I am now four and two on the year of my teasers and cannons, cannons fell short because of the Eagles losing out right to the Jets. But with the Jets winning, that helped me. I had them as my underdog to win outright. I am now five and one on dogs, which is honestly my, my biggest accomplishment through this podcast so far, going five and one on teams that are not favored to win the game, especially a big plus 235 dog on the Jets, which is the biggest one of the season so far. So excited there. And my lock of the week missed. And it's frustrating because I thought this was the best spot to buy the Colts. Minshew as a revenge game against his old team, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, going back into Jacksonville. Colts notorious for not being able to cover even win a game against Jacksonville. They seem to have their number. But it's two weeks from them coming back overseas from playing in London. So you didn't know if they're going to be short on rest, a little jet lag. 
something along those lines. But Minshew just didn't show up. Too many turnovers. And he even had an opportunity down the stretch to maybe get to that four and make a backdoor cover. But it just just wasn't in reach for that game. So missed on the Colts as my lock of the week. So I am now um, now four and two in that spot for the lock of the week as well. But I'm sorry, five and one. That's my first lock of the week this this year. So five and one on locks of the week, five and one on dogs, four and two on teasers, and a killer year against the spread. So. Um, if you're tailing me with all, oh, I forgot to say the thousand plus odds parlay hit. Uh, I cashed that with Tannehill, Stroud, and Brock Purdy throwing interceptions, and I capped that off with the Dolphins money line. And I get it to plus one thousand forty-two. So if you're throwing a hundred dollar bet on every single pick I'm giving out, four thousand eight hundred and fifty-one dollars is your payout so far this year. If you're tailing Cannon, you're up one thousand seven fifty-nine. So not a bad year so far, and. We'll try to keep it rolling. I do have Cannon's picks here, but I'll roll off with my first pick in the pick six, and I'm going to be taking the Rams minus three uh, against Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. I know Mike Tomlin catching three points, a field goal, is almost a automatic bet for a lot of people out there, but I just think this is a bad matchup for, for Tomlin and this Steelers team. Sean McVay impressed me last week with his play calling he wasn't getting anything going in the first half against the Cardinals and it looked like he was not even getting going to get close to covering this game he made some adjustments he got out of the passing game and he went from 20 yards rushing in the first half to 195 total rushing yards in the second half so it just shows the adjustments that Sean McVay is not afraid to make even though he's got a strong passing quarterback and he's got two running backs we didn't even see didn't anticipate touching the field this season in the backfield that are that are making a statement in this league and probably going to make a make a move for themselves in another team in the league later on in their careers. So um, I really like that showing from Sean McVay here, and I just don't believe in the Steelers' offense. Canada, he in his play calling it. We really shouldn't have won that game when we were t- on the Steelers against the Ravens, but I'm glad we did in that spot. And the only thing that really jumped out to me was Pickens going one-on-one down the sidelines of the field. That offensive line isn't good enough for uh, Pickett to have enough time in that pocket off play action, and Najee Harris isn't good enough to even establish the play action. The only other time I've seen them do it was against the Raiders. They went play action and they got Pickens down the center of the field for a big gain. But you're not going to be able to do that. Uh, if it's going to be a shootout and the Rams offense is clicking, it, they're going to win by more than three in this game. So I was going to be on, give the Steelers a little bit of the doubt if Fryer Muth was back in that offense, but he's doubtful again for Sunday. So without that tight end as a safety blanket for Pickett back there in the backfield, Give me the Rams minus three in this spot for my first pick of the pick six. Now I'll look up Cannon's pick one for the pick six here. I think he's going against me, actually. Yep. He nope. Nope, that's a different pick. So he doesn't have a play on this game. His first pick of the pick six is going to be Bills minus seven and a half at the Patriots. Um I can't really speak with him because he doesn't have any notes here on that, but 
if I were playing this game, I would I stayed away from it. I just think Patriots have been on a slump and in a divisional matchup for uh Belichick to get back um in stride. I would lean the Patriots actually, but I didn't play it at all. I'm going to stay away from it just because they've been so bad in the way they burnt me last week. So Bills minus seven and a half against this Belichick team. And I think the Bills offense has to get going too. They've been kind of stagnant the last couple of weeks. So um, if Judon's still out for the Patriots uh, and he can't get that pressure on Josh Allen, I could definitely see him exploding and, and getting back into stride and getting it back into MVP form this season. I'll move on to my second pick of the pick six. Now, I swear I'm not a Colts fan, but I am taking the Colts yet again. They've moved up to plus three now. They're a field goal underdog at home against the Cleveland Browns. Now, you just can't go week by week in the NFL. Yeah, the Browns had a really good showing last week, but honestly, that was that was really lucky of them to come away with that win. When you look at the interceptions that they were able to get on Brock Purdy. Yes, I had that in my 1,000-plus odds parlay. I I knew there was going to be some variance in this game, and that defense is solid, so they needed that shift there. But I wasn't going to take them on the money line. I didn't think they had it in them to get that money line going, but they did get some benefit from the doubt from the refs in the end zone, and they got the help of a field goal being pushed with the win down there in Cleveland. So a lot of variance in that game, but when you're playing in Indianapolis – you're playing in a dome, and I think the Colts' defense is enough to be able to control the ball game. Minshew is going to have a, a bounce-back game since Richardson is out for the rest of the season and getting surgery. Richardson's going to be back, and I'm sorry, Minshew's going to be back, not throwing interceptions, playing a solid game, play between the sticks, don't try going too far. And last game, the the Browns even got lucky with some injuries with McCaffrey and Samuel. So Jonathan Taylor back healthy, getting more and more and more snaps every single game. Uh, Moss ended up having more opportunities than Jonathan Taylor the first game they came back. Last week they split 50-50. I expect more snaps coming to Jonathan Taylor's way. And the way you're going to beat this Browns defense is to be able to establish a run game, suck those middle linebackers in to open up the middle of the field and open up the sticks a little bit more. And I, that's playing right into the Colts' strength right here. Um, and I just the, – the Colts show up at home when you're playing solid teams. Last year against Kansas City in Week 2, they came back and beat Kansas City. And they also play the other Super Bowl contender of last year's Super Bowl, the Eagles. And they're the only team, I was at that game, they're the only team that's been able to stop the tush push, the brotherly shove, the most, the most unstoppable play in football right now. They stopped them in that game. And it's just a different atmosphere when you're down there at Lucas Oil Stadium. And I think the Colts are going to bring it and be able to cover the three in this spot. We'll move on to Cannon's second pick in the pick six. He is going to be taking the Detroit Lions plus three against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I'm not going to speak too much to this because I'm actually against that. I have the Ravens minus three, so I'll give you my my key points here. I think this is the biggest buy, buy low spot or um, buy a high spot you can on the Lions. 
you look at their games so far this year. Week one, they beat Kansas City. They were my underdog to win outright. They had their backs against the wall going into Kansas City. And when you're playing as an underdog there, you're fearless. And they went out there and they got lucky at some spots in that game where they came away with a, with a dub. Now they're on top of the world. They just beat the defending Super Bowl champions. They go back home and play Seattle. It's a shootout. They lose. Now they're back down. They're low. They're humble themselves a little bit. Then you play some shitty quarterbacks. You go into the Falcons and play Desmond Ritter. Yeah, you cover. You win that game. Then you go into Green Bay. You play Jordan Love in this Green Bay Packers team. Jordan Love throws two, three interceptions. I can't remember that game. He throws a couple picks. And they control the whole ball game. Love's not looking like the quarterback Green Bay thought that he was. Now you go into the worst team in the league, the Carolina Panthers, with the rookie quarterback in Young. Dominate that game. And then you have a game against the Bucks where Cannon was on last week, and he had mentioned the third down success that the Baker Mayfield has had. Dan Campbell knew that going into that game, and he shut that down. So they came away with the win with the Bucks. And now you go against this Ravens team that should be 6-0 and on the season, really. But they got a couple losses, and they're a couple divisional losses, which really hurts because if they were able to take those games on the road, they have would have played every single division game on the road and won it. They lost at the Browns. Again, they should have won, and they sh- honestly should have beat Pittsburgh. But anyways... The Ravens are getting their team together off those couple losses. They had some things to piece together. When they played the Steelers, drop passes was the story of that game. They corrected that issue back when they played in London against the Tennessee Titans and covered. But they just couldn't capitalize on key plays in the red zone. So now they got other things to focus on for this game coming up against the Lions. If you're going to beat this Lions team, you're going to have to score seven. Jared Goff is the most profitable quarterback against the spread for a reason. You're going to have to get six and with an extra point, seven points at least every time you're in that red zone against this Lions team and that strong defense. Don't settle for the field goals, although you do have one of the best field goal kickers in Justin Tucker in the league. You're going to get seven in these spots. So I like the Ravens here at minus three. I think I'm going to going to bet this Lions team while they're on top of the world so they can humble themselves again and build back up just to the point at the at the end of the season when they play the Cowboys and they get their shit rocked again. So uh, Ravens minus three is going to be my third pick in the pick six, and that is Cannon's second pick there, um, fading me and going with the Detroit Lions plus three. Cannon's third pick in the pick six is going to be Giants plus three, and I believe we uh, – Nope, we don't align there, but I'll have some more information off that later in the podcast um, because that's actually going to be my underdog of the week. Uh, But before then, I just think this is a a spot for the Giants to come back in the division against the Washington Commanders team that seemed to fall off. They seem a little bit misplaced right now, and Giants are starting to get a little bit more healthy, and that defense is clicking. Karake was... A man on a mission last week. He's all over the field. Seems like he got in on every single tackle. He's tired of getting into this losing, and they're going to get a win, and it's going to be a win against a divisional rival in the Washington Commanders. So that's why I like the Giants as my underdog to win outright, and I can see why Cannon has them at plus three here. 
Now, my fourth pick in the in the pick six here, uh, which is also going to be Cannon's fourth pick, but opposite of me. I had the Broncos plus one, and he has the Packers minus one. Both teams have extended rest here. Packers had the bye last week. The Broncos played on Thursday night against the Kansas City Chiefs, so they got some extra time to prep along with the Packers to kind of compete with them in that aspect. Now, all season long, we thought it was the Broncos' defense. Not We're giving Russell Wilson a pass here. He was playing out of his mind to start, but the defense was just letting up too many points. Well, that wasn't the case on Thursday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. The defense stood their ground, forced Kansas City into field goal situations instead of touchdowns to keep the game close. And Russell Wilson just couldn't capitalize on that and get the cover in the game, which is insane to me. Closes at 11, and a, 11 or 10 and a half and finishes at 11 or 12. Like, anyways, half a point off for the Kansas City Chiefs to get the cover. But Russell Wilson is 14, 5 and 2 against the spread. Um, after he's lost two games beforehand straight up. And Sean Payton is 19-10-2 in that same spot. So put those two together um, off of two consecutive losses here to bounce back as a home underdog. Jordan Love going into the elements of the elevation out there in Denver. I just don't see it happening. Um, the defense is locked in right now after the last game. Russ is going to get it back against this Packers defense where they show some vulnerability a little bit. And I don't think this Packers team is as together as they were in years before with Aaron Rodgers. Um, even though he seemed like a hostile guy in the locker room, I think a lot of guys got along with him still. Um, and I just don't see the, the trust that they had in Aaron Rodgers and his talent that they do in Jordan Love here. And I think this is affecting this team in the long run. And this is just the best spot that I'm going to be able to buy the Broncos all year. It's my first bet on them. And there's a reason for that because they're 0-5-1 and against the spread so far this year. But they get their first dub against the spread here against the Packers. Um, and that's why I like them. So I can't say how much what Cannon would have to say other than his fandom. He's going back to the well and betting the Packers, although that hasn't done them fair and well so far this year. But we'll see how that one goes since we're against each other on those picks. My fifth pick of the pick six, I am going with the Chargers plus five and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'll bet this spot year after year after year. The Chargers are an underdog in Chiefs Kingdom. It seems like it's always a low scoring game. If you can get the number at six, that's even better. But right now it's at five and a half. And the Chargers have yet to lose a game by more than three points this year. When they played Miami in the first game, they lost 36 to 34. The week after they played the Titans, they lose 20, 27 to 24. And then when they played the Cowboys on Monday night this last week, they lost 20 to 17. Yeah, they get one less day of rest, and the Chiefs are on uh, off a Thursday night game, so they get extended rest in this situation. But I don't think that matters in this spot. The you don't have any time for excuses in the NFL, especially when you just came off a loss and now you're going back into a divisional game. It may even been a look ahead game, and that's why they weren't fully prepared. And when they're playing the Cowboys, they may have felt confident because they had Kellen Moore back there as the offensive coordinator uh, going up against his old team. But now you have the Chiefs team that you play well every single year. 
and he's just Kellen Moore's got to come to compete. He's got an offense with a great arsenal back there, and that defense has just got to find a way to get stops against this Chiefs offense and hold them to three, just like the Broncos did. So give me the Chargers plus five and a half for my fifth pick in the pick six. Looks like Cannon's going to go with the Eagles minus three for his his fifth pick, and that's actually going to be my six. So I'll touch a little bit on that. Um, I just think the Eagles are a better team. When you look at a marquee matchup like this with two of the heavy hitters, probably Super Bowl contenders that we've seen with the wave they've shown us this year, the Eagles are just a better overall team um, on the offense and defense. Yeah, Darius Slay may not play on the defensive side of the ball, and they have a few more injuries there. But overall, I feel like Jalen Hurts is going to have a bounce back week after losing to the Jets. He's not going to have those turnovers. It's hard to turn the ball over against a mediocre Miami defense. And so when you go from a strong-suited defense like the Jets, it's like playing the practice squad when you play the Miami Dolphins defense here. So allow him to control the tempo of the game, to control the time of possession, and that's the way you're going to beat this Miami Dolphins team. Keep the ball out of Tua and Tyreek's hands and limit their their possessions and their time with the ball is is the way you're going to handle this Miami Dolphins offense. If you hold them to under 20, 17 points, I think the Eagles can get to 21 or more and they get away with this win and cover the game all around. I think this is the primetime game on Sunday night, so I'm excited to watch this one. Uh, and I'll take the, the Eagles minus three. It opened up at minus two, but it keeps on jumping. I think it's a public side here for them. But I'm not afraid about that because the public's been good all year. And I'll, I'll ride that train till the end. So Eagles minus two is going to be my sixth and Cannon's fifth pick. And then he finished it off with the 49ers minus seven. 49ers are maybe he's probably looking at a bounce back, bounce back spot here. So I don't mind it. They're on the road in Minnesota on prime time. Kirk Cousins seems to keep came. Game's relatively close throughout his career, uh, but he's doesn't really match up to great competition. So if CMC is not available to go and Debo Samuel is not available to go, I could see a possibility of a backdoor for the Vikings in this spot, but I do like to pick a 49ers minus seven. All right, so that wrap up the pick six um, for... That segment, I got the Rams minus three, Colts plus three, Ravens minus three, Broncos plus one, Chargers plus five and a half, and Eagles minus two and a half. Ken and I go up against each other on a few of our picks. He's got Buffalo Bills minus seven and a half, Lions plus three, Giants plus three, Packers minus one, Eagles minus three, and 49ers minus seven. We'll go to our underdogs of the week. I mentioned mine a little bit. I got the Giants plus 120. I just think it's in a divisional matchup. This is the spot that I invest in the Tyrod Taylor here. And this Giants defense that's starting to click and limit points and get the get a crucial win that they need for the their season to turn around. It's now or never. If they don't get this win, they might as well just go on vacation because they're not going to be making the playoffs. So Giants plus 20, 120 is my play here. Cannon's underdog of the week is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers at plus 200. 
he's going to lay some juice and not only take my spread pick, but <clears throat> lay the juice for them to win money line here. So I like it a lot. Justin Herbert in a, almost a must-win divisional game for him. He's lost some close ones. I think he keeps it close and gives them an opportunity to win down the stretch. My teaser play, I'm going to tease the Bears up to nine. Three points to nine here. Uh, Bears are starting to click. I don't think they lose by more than 10. And then I'm going to take the 49ers down to minus one and get the win. They're not going to lose back-to-back -back games. And I think they can win by two here in this spot against Minnesota. And then Cannon's teaser, he's going with the Bills down to minus one and a half and teasing the Detroit Lions up to nine. As long as the Ravens don't route them, I see this cashing out easily. Uh, there's no way the Patriots find an upset here to beat the Buffalo Bills. So I like that teaser a lot. We'll move on to what we got cooking up for the 1,000-plus odds parlay. Now, I mentioned earlier in the episode that unders were hitting at a pre premium. Well, I got four overs for you in my uh, thousand plus odds parlay. We'll go over in the Ravens Lions game, over 43 in that one, over 37 and a half in the Commanders and Giants game, over 43 and a half in the Steelers Rams game, and over 45 in the Broncos and Packers game. Plus 1217 altogether will be the thousand plus odds parlay there. And then Cannon's thousand plus odds parlay that he's going to go with. Eagles team total points over 26 and a half. Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown score. Desmond Ritter to throw an interception against Tampa Bay's Buccaneers. And Saquon Barkley, anytime touchdown score. So that's going to give you plus 1154 on that juice. We did hit our 1,000 plus odds parlay last week, so let's try to hit it again. You really only need to hit one for the year to be profitable. And I hit my one, so let's. Let's get some extra money in the bank and hit another one here. And then at last, the lock of the week, I'm going with the Ravens minus three. And we all know we're going head-to-head -head against each other because Cannon took the Lions plus three. But I like the Ravens in this spot a lot. I think this team can get and make some noise in the playoffs. And this is just going to shut the Lions fandom up and just – Humble themselves a little bit, like I said earlier. So Ravens minus three, and Ken is going with the Buffalo Bills just to destroy the Patriots here and get that offense cooking. So that will wrap up this week's episode of the Pick'em Pod. My name is Walker, and this is Degenerates Anonymous. Just remember to bet responsibly and tail our picks, and you're just going to have another profitable weekend. So appreciate you for listening. Thank you.